Hey guys, Tony Story here, the uh, host of Car Sales 101. Uh, and you know what's really weird is now that I just pressed the record button on the Anchor app and I, I got to start recording. You know, I used to have my intro and outro music going and I kind of knew, I knew where to kind of spit it in at, but it's kind of different now. But um, anyways, long story short, if you want to reach out with me on Facebook, um, it's Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E, on Instagram, at TNTDad2728. And LinkedIn, Tony, in parentheses, Anthony, last name, story. And guess what? Y'all are in the comfort of my car while I'm driving home. So it's going to be a little late night speech here. Sorry I haven't been on the podcast lately. Uh, There's been quite a few changes in my career. Um, Y'all are going to say, man, he moved again. And I get it. Don't get me wrong. I should have never went back to Legacy Ford. I should have never left Fred Haas Twitter World. But it is what it is. And that's where I'm at. And I really can't change what's happened in the past, but I can look at, look look at what's going on in the future. So a couple things I'm going to talk about this episode, uh, but the main one that I'm going to hit on is going to be by a, a listener of ours. His name is Ricky Ricardo. Uh, I hope it's a real guy. Um, he, he works at a Volkswagen dealership, and he isn't like Lucille Ball. Some of y'all might be uh, too young for that. But long story short, he reached out to me, was having a little bit of a slow day at his dealership, but then ended up t- turned around selling two cars. Um, he asked me a question about what he should do. Um, you know, during the whole COVID pandemic, and uh, and it was a really direct question. And I'd really, I, you know, me not being in your market, sometimes I can't always give you an answer. I can just kind of give you guidance. So, um, and he ended up selling two cars that next day. Um, but long story short, the thing is, he asked the question he asked me, and I think I might have had a podcast about this a long time ago. Um, I don't even know what number we're on, but. The uh, podcast, they, I might have had a podcast about this a while back, but it's about dealer installed ads, like what's on the vehicle, like what does the dealership uh, make you sell um, to the customer, and how do you overcome that, or what do you do? Um, so first and foremost, before I go into that, let me just tell you what happened. I left Legacy Ford. It was the dealership I was at for six years, and that was pretty much where I got all my training in the car business. Uh, left. I got fired from there. Went around to a couple other places. Went back. Um, and you know when you see uh, ethics and morals and just a lot of stuff that you don't necessarily necessarily agree with, and it just keeps on adding up and piling up, and just all the stuff, it just it, it just drew me a line to where I didn't want to do it anymore. Uh, but I didn't seek a new job. A new job seeked me. They called me up. I worked for a Dog at Ford. Um, and the thing is, is just. It came at the right time. I saw the opportunity to be able to move up, um, which, uh, not that I haven't been able to do that at other dealerships, but it wasn't happening at Legacy Ford. But there was a lot of things that, you know, I was questioning about my career at that place and stuff like that. And so, um, and then just, you know, I used to work for Legacy Ford and I worked uh, for Fred Haas Toy World and my drive there was longer than it was for Legacy Ford, like literally. It's an hour drive to Fred Haas, 45 minutes if there's no traffic, and it's a um, uh, like a five, six-minute drive to, to Legacy Ford. Long story short, I saw it as the fact that um, I spent more time at the house when I worked for Fred Haas than when I worked for Legacy um, because I had a late shift and an early shift. So, you know, it was a little bit to do with the family and stuff like that, and I have that same opportunity now. Now, with that being said... The good thing is, is that I get to have a drive into work and home, and that being one of the cool things, I get to decompress when I leave work, because with a five-minute drive, you can't decompress, um, and I have two kids also, so 
you know, there's a lot of good things and a lot of bad things. Yeah, I got a little bit of longer drive. It's going to, you know, put more wear and tear on my vehicles. But at the end of the day, I get to de- decompress. I get to listen to my podcast. Um, even more podcasts than what I used to listen to when I run. So I'm very happy about that, okay? Now, with that being said, it does give me opportunities to move up in management, which I'm, I'm very grateful for. So, um, And I get to see a different side because, you know, one of the things at Legacy... I didn't get to see the bigger side of a bigger dealership and how they operate and how they orchestrate and how they draw in more traffic than uh, a lot of other dealerships. But I got to do that at Fred Haas, so I get to do that again in which I get to participate in. You know, and it's just one of those things. I truly enjoy it. It's, it's fun. I love it. Um, and I will um, uh, see what this, what this um, adventure brings me. So now on to the podcast. <clears throat> the actual podcast... Brought to you by Ricky Ricardo. Hopefully this is a real guy and he didn't just make up a uh, profile. I don't see why you would do that, but it is what it is. I'm pretty sure he's, he's a normal guy. Um, but as y'all can see, I've been a little bit more digital on Facebook. Uh, I think it's fun to do. I actually like doing it. Uh, I like to bring updates. I like to kind of express how I feel about the consumer sometimes. Um, but I also like to answer their questions. You know, I think there's um, taboo things that are thought of by the customer that they don't always relate back to us and that's fine I, I want to make sure I, I, I give them that information so make sure you all get a little bit more digital out there I think it's very important very key um, and so now let's get into the dealer installed add-ons and now before I do that at the end of this podcast I'm gonna go on a little bit of a rant not a long rant not a mad rant just kind of how I feel about you know um, attitudes and stuff like that um, and one of the other guys that has a podcast, uh, I think it's the, um, man, I can't remember, uh, Ron Gaverick, I think that's how you pronounce his name. It's something like that. And uh, he's out there in Amarillo, I think it is. And, um, you know, he did a podcast or he did a YouTube video. But it's just one of those things where I want to make sure that you get an idea of, you know, the mentality you should have, whether good, bad, or indifferent, okay? So with that being said, if you're managers, before you ever decide to have a car salesperson, car salesperson sell a dealer installed add-on, make sure you give them all the details. That the the recent dealership I'm at, we threw something out there, and it went over like a bag of potatoes. It just didn't go over good. Um, uh, so first thing is, make sure you get all the details. Make sure your cus- your salespeople know all the details of that product, because what happens is it's like that you know story or that um, that secret you tell to somebody and all of a sudden five people later it's not even or near the same thing so make sure your employees understand exactly what their products are what their items are um, that way they present them right and that way the customer is not confused and they know exactly what it is okay whether it be a physical item or a non-physical item so first and foremost make sure they understand the rules of the product that you're selling and how the policy breaks down, whether there's a warranty claim, whether it covers X amount of dollars, how many times it covers it, and make sure they understand it very, very, very in detail. Um, And make sure that that if that is a product that you're going to sell, there's going to be a form or a contract that the customer can take home with them. Um, The reason why is um, if you don't, to me, I think you're looking kind of uh, jicky and I think you're looking kind of shysty and you're trying to sell a product um, that you don't necessarily believe in. So at the end of the day, make sure you're providing that information for them and for the customer, okay? It just makes things 10 times simpler and 10 times easier. Um, And it just shows more validity in the product that you're selling. 
So because, you know, for instance, if I'm selling a product but I can't back it up with anything, um, then the customer has very little belief or very little faith in that product. And you'll be fighting with the customer to keep that product or take it off, therefore affecting your gross. So, you know, the main thing is, is make sure you have all your ducks in a row when you're doing that product, okay? Now, if you are, are, you are a salesperson and you're presenting that product, um, I will tell you this much. You need to believe in that product. It's hard to sell a product you don't believe in, whether it be ceramic coating, mop and glow for the windshield, um, and you know, or a theft guard like a vintage or any of that stuff. Um, and that's the other thing too. I will say this in the car business, hogs get fed, no, pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. You can only, you can mark a product up five times the amount that, it, that it's, that it's, um, cost is, but you know, anything over that, you know, you're, you're just, um, first of all, you're looking for a lawsuit. Second of all, you know, you're basically, um, price gouging in a way. And I don't want to say that in a mean term or a bad term. I believe profit's a good thing, but at the end of the day, you don't want to price gouge a customer because a customer sees if you're just trying to price gouge them. They just see if you're trying to take advantage of them, 100%. So make sure, you know, you are um, offering a product or a service um, that you believe in and that is the price that you're trying to sell it for is not an inflated amount, you know? So for instance, with the Vintage, you know, we try to sell ours for $8.95. I believe the happy point for it is $4.95 before the customer feels like, um, they're getting to take advantage of, um, and it's just me, right? Um, so with that being said, make sure, you know, you're not trying to charge, for instance, if you're trying to sell windshield protection, right? And you're trying to charge $1,400 for windshield protection because you can understand most windshields nowadays, OEM, um, some of them are honestly worth, you know, you got to pay $1,400 and you can only get it from OEM. So at the end of the day, um, windshields, you know, that's a good coverage. That's a good, that's, that's a, that's an amount. But to me, a good windshield price amount could go anywhere from, you know, five ninety five to seven ninety five. Um, so for instance, you'll get a Ford windshield. Sometimes if you get a non OEM, you can get it for like 300 bucks. And that's where you got to really understand where the whole difference is between, you know, setting your price points where it makes sense and whether the customer can, um, uh, see themselves investing in that to protect them for the long run. Because most manufacturers, um, not most, a lot of some of the manufacturers are, are only making windshields that is proprietary to them. So they are the only ones making that windshield that they can sell. And you know, if they're going to charge fourteen hundred dollars for a windshield, you're going to sell me a six ninety five windshield protection. It might make sense for me to make and buy that, especially if you live in Houston, Texas, or some of the larger cities where rocks get um, hit up and chip your windshield all the time. So that's where that stuff makes the sense. Okay. Um, you know, so make sure you're setting it at a decent price point, make sure it's a product you believe in and make sure that product is ex explained 100% to the uh, salesperson. Now you as a salesperson, when you're going to sell a vehicle and the addendums are on the vehicle, for instance, if you're going to have window tint, uh, wheel lock, whatever it may be, windshield protection, make sure, hold on, I'm going to sneeze, make sure... <coughs> That addendum's either on the vehicle or you point it out while you're walking around the vehicle. Hey, hey oh, sorry, Whew, tired. Hey, Mr. Customer, this vehicle um, does have, you know, a windshield protection on it. 
um, or this this vehicle does have the bed liner and the um, uh, wheel locks that aren't on the window sticker. We charge them on every one of our vehicles. So I just want to make you aware of head time. Um, the other thing is, if you're talking about the windshield protection, you know, hey, Mr. Customer, we do put a windshield protection and a ceramic coating on all of our vehicles. Um, we do present that product to you. It is a contract that you buy. It's already been applied to the vehicle. However, um, it's your ability to buy the contract once we get into finance or getting to the dealership to make see if you like to do it. Um, and the other thing is, if you're the manager, make it non-negotiable. It's one of those things where it's not negotiable. And if you do that, um, your sell rate your um, is going to be a lot higher, you know, 50% or higher. Uh, before we go any further, you know what time it is. It's time for that one-minute commercial. So listen to it, and I'll be right back. All right, guys, I am back. I had to wipe my nose. I should have drank a, a cup of water. That's the key thing. When you have a podcast, you need to you know drink water. So anyways... What I was talking about is make sure whenever you're walking around the vehicle, you're presenting that product while you're walking around the vehicle. And the thing is, if you're at that dealership and you're a manager, make sure you're putting those addendums on the vehicle. I don't currently have them at the dealership I'm at, but I'm going to work towards getting that because at the end of the day, um, it sets, it alleviates a lot of tension or why are you trying to throw this on me at the end? Um, and that's the key thing. It's just you, you got to be able to you know present that product up front. Um, and that way they don't feel like they're getting to take advantage of or swindled at the end. Um, because that's what we all hate. You know, and the funny thing is, before I go any further, because I'm almost pretty much done talking about this topic, you know, a customer sits there and they constantly, when you present that, now, <clears throat> I'm not oblivious. I know what goes on. I get it 100%. You're not going to hear me argue with you. I think there's some dealerships like that have a um, ads that make no sense. It's just a $500 um, or $700 prep pack or whatever it is, that's because you're selling it for so cheap and you need to make up that profit somehow, some way. I don't agree with that. But with that being said, you know, um, uh, my frustration is, is when you present that product to the customer, um, and for instance, you know, the dock, the dock fees and all that other stuff, that's, that's, all, that's a, a standard, that's a norm in all the, of the industries, all of the car businesses out there. Um, you're going to have dock fees. You're going to have this, that on every one of your vehicles. You're not going to get around that. So um, those are standard practices. Those are standard norms. Um, so, But it's when things like customer sits there and goes, well, I'm not paying for the window tenants, $195. You know, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to, you're not going to charge me with all this miscellaneous product, even though you've done your job to present it to them. I always break it down to them this way. And then I'll leave you all on this note and I'll go on to my little rant, rant real quick, right? I always tell a customer, let's do this real quick. Let's just take a look at your cell phone bill, okay? And have them pull out their cell phone bill. Once they pull out their cell phone bill, ask them to go under the section where in a cell phone bill it says miscellaneous charges. Ask them what those miscellaneous charges are. They can't define those miscellaneous charges because AT&T or T-Mobile or whatever it is, the cell phone provider you have just has miscellaneous charges. Now, whether those miscellaneous charges are anywhere from 10 bucks to 15 to $20, you times that by the simple fact of 12 months. Now, how long have they had that phone with that provider? You could times it by that time. So for instance, I've been with AT&T, Singular, whatever it may be for nearly 14, 15 years now for a very, very long time. You take my $200 and miscellaneous charges every year, you times it over that amount, that's $2,400 and charges you can't spell out, you can't point to, 
you can, they're just un, not untangible items. They don't. It's just miscellaneous charges, and you're giving them a product for one ninety five or one fifty or two ninety five or five ninety five. It's a tangible product that brings more valuable to the vehicle later on. And also, you live in Texas, and guess what? Everybody has window tint. Whether you buy it from me or somebody else, you're gonna need window tint. We just take that. We take care of it for you. So at the end of the day, um, that's one of the key things you really need to understand. Whenever you are presenting any kind of product, you have to break it down to them that way, and all of it will um, uh, make sense to them. Um, so, anyways, don't mean to go on too much more. Man, there was something else I had it on my mind, the tip of my tongue. I wanted to to say to you guys and gals and gals and guys and guys and gals. Um, but um, be safe. That's the one thing I can tell you. It's about to be Father's Day on Sunday. But here's my one quick little rant. Right. Your attitude dictates your success, okay? Now, people might be going, oh, I've heard, you know, this motivational speaker say that, that motivational speaker that. I will tell you, I am, I don't, I don't, I'm not worth millions of dollars, okay? I listen to podcasts, I listen to motivational podcasts, I listen to marketing podcasts, I listen to digital advertising podcasts, I listen to everything, right? And one of the key things that you hear from all the great successful people and leaders out there is that they have a positive attitude, a positive mindset. And, you know, the one thing is, is if you are going to go into work with a negative mindset, like this day is going to suck, um, I'm not going to achieve anything today, my wife yelled at me before I went into work, I'm f- fuck work, I'm not doing this shit, um, I'm going to write the whole entire fucking day off, it's not going to get you anywhere. I can tell you that right now. So what you need to do is you need to pull your head out of your ass, whether what's going on in the market is going to dictate what's going to happen for the next six months, I don't know, but to get negative and down on it, this is why I told you previous and previous podcasts, when you make money, you need to put it away and have a nice little nest egg. The reason why is you never know how the car market's going to react and what's going to happen. So with that being said, you have to have a positive attitude all the time, every day when you're going to work. Do not get me wrong. I'm not oblivious to what goes on in the world. A spouse, a loved one, or somebody gets sick or you lose them or whatnot. Yes, you're not going to have a great day. You're not going to have the most wonderful day in your whole entire life. You're going to have outside influences that are going to affect you every day of your life. But understand this, you only get one fucking chance at it, okay? You get one opportunity at it. And there are a lot more people out there that would just be love to be in your shoes versus where they're at right now. And so understand, have a positive attitude, be a, be a cheerleader, be a positive asset to the dealership and not a negative one. Do not take away from the dealership. Do not take away from other people. Do not take away whatever they have going on. Be as positive as you can. And that's all I got to say on that. Because I've seen too many times at too many different dealerships, and it's whether it's in sales or in management or in service, there's a negative fucking attitude that infects. Negative attitudes infect way worse and a lot more than what a positive attitude does. So make sure you at all times have a positive attitude. And if you cannot have a positive attitude, step away. Get out of the situation 
and do not bring any more anybody anybody else down because you don't want to you know be happy at the moment okay get out of that situation and walk away and that's all I got to say on that one but other than that you know the ads every dealership has them I won't say every dealership has them I would say probably about 95% of all dealerships have them and the reason that is because you know obviously profit has to be made somewhere and that's where it's got to be made Um, whether it's good bad or indifferent um, whether you believe in it or not um, you you have to understand dealership ads are on every dealership every vehicle everywhere um, and unless you're at the one of the five percent so uh, other than that I do appreciate you all every single one of y'all for taking the opportunity to listen or time to listen to my podcast um, I hopefully get to have an interview here pretty soon with somebody I was supposed to but uh, it fell through he's not reaching out to me on DM anymore but hopefully I catch him back on the uh, uh, DM again and we get to interview uh, he's a guy that lives in Port Lavaca. I think his name is Trey Rodriguez and um, hopefully I can get on he got promoted to finance so hopefully I can get him on the phone uh, I, that would be completely awesome that way I can talk to him and stuff like that um, if you're just now starting to join this podcast I do have a lot more ahead of it I have a lot more it goes all the way back to number one it stops to, it talks about the steps of the sale um, if you believe your manager should listen to this podcast have them have them you know share it with him but anyways let me get done with this podcast if you want to reach out to me reach out to me on Facebook uh, Tony Story S-T-O-R-I-E on Instagram at TNT Dad 2728 and then on LinkedIn I'm Tony in parentheses Anthony last name Story uh, other than that this could be the hardest five figure business uh, that you've ever had or this could be the easiest six figure it is what you make it and you all you always know what I say what's the last thing I say we all win when we all win what does that mean if you find this information valuable and you think you could use it and share it with somebody else please do because that's the only way this podcast grows I don't make no money off of it and if you think somebody else could be successful you think you can share this information and transfer of knowledge to somebody else please do that's how we all become successful in this world this is how we this is how we wipe clean the negative um, uh, outlook that the car business has the negative you know stigma that the car business has the negative stigma that salespeople have we get rid of all this stuff if we make this this industry and the car business is itself a whole lot better so anyways uh, other than that I don't have I don't have anything else to say and you know I love you guys please reach out to me Facebook Instagram uh, my cell phone number is 713-614-6116 713-614-6116 you can reach out to me and my cell phone directly if you ever have any questions um, just let me know ahead of time who you are and why you're calling that way I know exactly uh, what to uh, what to expect uh, but other than that guys and gals I love you all um, and I look forward to keeping up with this podcast and being at the new dealership I am I'm at so guess what guys and gals peace